0: Arizona Arizona Sports, Sports. the local local sports sports leader, leader. Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset, brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4
1: o'clock reset. All right, we're at the halfway point to the Burns and Gambo show, all the big stories of the day, and we put them all into one segment, it's the 4 o'clock reset here on the Burns and Gambo show, and of course, today, the big story locally is Matt Ishbia, the new owner of the Phoenix. Suns, introductory press conference that you heard live right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, as Matt Ishbia, the new owner of the team, laid out his goals for the Phoenix Suns and Phoenix Mercury. Winning, community, fan experience,
2: and culture. And if I feel like anybody, whether it's a marketing person, an executive, a former NBA player, a new owner, like even if people want to join the ownership group, you got to understand I have the same vision.
1: What were our main takeaways from what we heard out of Matt today? I think he played it
2: close to the vest, not letting people know what he was going to do financially, trade-wise, but talked more... You know, 85% of it was about changing the culture, doing the right thing, making sure that everybody's happy to work here, and it's a a great environment, and people don't want to leave, and this is what I did with my mortgage company. This is what I'm going to do here. All fine and dandy. That's great, but really steered clear of getting into anything that would interfere with what James is doing right now or talking about what the future is as far as the the budget and luxury taxes and trading assets
1: or anything like that. He He steered clear of that. Yeah, I thought he was very enthusiastic, and I thought he was very vague and I think both of those were very much by design. Not fake, not phony, but certainly by, he's a very enthusiastic guy that came across very easily. He's got a lot of passion, he's got a lot of energy, he didn't stand behind a podium, he was up on the stage kind of walking around, and he was just constantly moving, right? He was also very vague, and any specific outline of what he's going to do tomorrow at the trade deadline, luxury tax, uh, instead sort of adding personnel to James Jones' staff, there's no clear definition at all. Just take the next 30, 60, 90, 120 days, sit back, listen, learn as much as I can. Of course, the trade deadline is tomorrow, and we'll see what, if anything, that has to do with it. We did also hear today when there were reports last night about Isaiah Thomas joining the Phoenix Suns. Now, keep in mind, Gambo, those reports, I know Chris Haynes broke into the Suns game last night on TNT with it. I've read Isaiah Thomas's name being affiliated with Matt Ishbia for a week, week and a half now. That was not anything new to me, but goodness, the reaction to Chris Haynes last night when he reported that was <laughs> strong around Suns Twitter and the Suns fan base. Today, he walked that back and said, yeah, we're not hiring Isaiah Thomas anytime. In in the near future, we're not doing Well, and that. it's not... I mean, you brought it up earlier. It was the way his tenure with the Knicks ended. Yes.
2: Like, and then after what just happened with Robert Sarva having to sell the team, you can't go there. No. Like, you can't... Like, sorry, like, you know, you could... You can have him as a, as a trusted confidant, confidant,
1: but I don't think you can bring him into the organization. Right and of now. course, last night, the Suns were able to win. Uh, they beat the Nets in Cam Thomas. <laughs> Cam Thomas, another 40 point game last night for the Brooklyn Nets, fueled by DeAndre Ayton, Mikel Bridges, and the return of Devin Booker. The Suns are in fifth in the West, a game and a half out of third. Gamble, they've won nine of their last 11 games. Yeah, they're playing some good basketball right now. And, you know, we it, it's fun
2: to watch DeAndre Ayton play at this level the way he's play now the Nets were without Kevin Durant they didn't have either of their new guys right there was no Spencer Dinwiddie there was no Dorian Finney Smith so uh, still for the and it was an interesting game because the the Suns were like on the verge of blowing them out and the Nets just made this run the Sun Craig kept turning the ball over yeah Tory yep. Craig, here you go. Then Tory Craig gets the ball. Here you go. Tory Craig was giving out like like Oprah's giving out cars. He was giving out the balls to the Nets. He was. Every time he got the ball, he gave it to the Nets. It's like, dude, you're not on the Nets, Tory. You play for the Suns. Was, you don't play for the Nets.
1: It's very sloppy with the Stop giving the ball, giving the ball to the Nets. Uh next up for the Suns. They're in Atlanta taking on the Hawks. Devin Booker has already been ruled out. Injury management, he will he won't play. In the game tomorrow night against Atlanta, which is honestly kind of exactly what we were expecting. We figured they were going to take it easy with them like that. Of course, of course. I, I'm happy to see it. Like I'm happy to see it. I'm not. I don't care about
2: the wins and losses as much anymore. I know you don't either. I care about the the load management for Cam Johnson, Devin Booker. Even when Landry Shaman comes back, it's most most important that those guys are managed well down the stretch. All right. Here.
1: NBA trade deadline is tomorrow. There are reports from both Sham Sharani and Adrian Wojnarowski today reporting that the Lakers, Timberwolves and Jazz are discussing a deal revolving around sending Russell Westbrook to Utah Gambo's favorite player of all time D'Angelo Russell to the Lakers Mike Conley to the Timberwolves it was then later added that Utah's Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt could be involved going to the Lakers in maybe a related story Gambo, it was reported last night that Lakers guard Russell Westbrook and head coach Darvin Ham had a brief brief, heated verbal exchange in the locker room during halftime of last night's Lakers loss to Oklahoma City. They just did that. It didn't work. You are right. It didn't work. They got to get rid of him as soon as they can. They don't
2: don't want D'Angelo Russell back. They would have loved to get Kyrie Irving or Chris Paul or somebody. uh, But they just got to get off of Russell Westbrook as soon as
1: they can. Something else to keep an eye on, the Nets' position on not trading Kevin Durant might change, according to Brian Windhorst, who says, quote, that is an interesting development that has happened happened over the last 48 hours since the Kyrie trade. Close quote. This idea that KD was untouchable, there's at least a suggestion that the Nets position on that might have changed or might be changing. I'll be curious to see if that gets any traction.
2: I wonder what would—the only thing that could make it change is somebody makes you an offer you can't refuse. Because right now, you're like, you're going to try to make it work until somebody calls you and says, you know what? You know, I can't turn that down. So, of course, right, Kevin Durant is not untradeable. He's not untradeable. They realize they're probably going to have to trade him at some point. they prefer not to trade him. But the reality is, if
1: somebody does call him, blow him away with an offer, they might have no choice but to make it. And congratulations to LeBron James passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He is the NBA's all-time leading scorer. 38 points last night. He needed 36 to pass Kareem. He got 38, but the Lakers lost to the Thunder, 133-130. to According to reports, the Cardinals are losing two coaches. Defensive backs coach Marcus Robertson... According to reports of going to the Saints, the Texans will interview defensive line coach Matt Burke for their defensive coordinator job this week. He would be the D.C. under new head coach D'Amico Ryans if he gets the gig. Cliff Kingsbury was fired, but there was still 15 coaches
2: that were under contract as of a couple of days ago. So they still had a lot of coaches that were under contract, because while Cliff had a a long-term deal, so did some of those other coaches. Some had one-year deals. Coordinators usually get more than one year, and so that's why you still have all these guys under contract. Now some of them are starting to leave. That's interesting, too, because you would think if you were going to keep Vance as your defensive coordinator, he would want to keep some of those guys there, unless those
1: guys are moving up and getting promotions. Absolutely. San Francisco 49ers quarterback, Brock Purdy, going to have surgery to repair his torn ulnar collateral ligament on the 20th. 22nd of this month, the surgery may allow Purdy to make a full recovery and be ready in time for training camp. It's
2: be fascinating to see what the 49ers do at quarterback. I believe Garoppolo's gone. Do they go Purdy? Do they go Lance? Tom Brady's not coming there. Do they go somebody else? It's going to be really
1: interesting to see what they do. My guess is they go back to Trey Lance with Brock Purdy right behind him. My guess is they have an open competition between the two in training camp. May the best man win. I don't know who's going to win. I think pretty probably. Well, I don't know. Actually, I don't know who would win. My guess is it'll be an open competition. May the best man win. A true... Cobb-Skelton the battle situation brewing in San Francisco. To do that, you've got to play both of those guys throughout the preseason. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Join us Friday from 2 until 6 here on Burns and Gambo. We will be kicking off the Pepsi Fan Fest from the Arizona Center in downtown Phoenix. The Pepsi Fan Fest includes food, beverages, games, live performances by Tech 9 and others, plus an autograph signing by Ricky Waters. That's this Friday at the Arizona Center in Phoenix. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, he just recently Recently got locked in with the Phoenix Suns. He has made an immediate impact since joining the Valley's team. Guard Saban Lee joins us from the Suns next on the Burns and Gambo show
0: the Suns. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Leader. Coming off the court. You hear it straight from a Suns player with Burns and Gambo. Brought to you by America Roofing. Arizona's number one roofer online at americaroofingco.com for a free estimate or 10% off any roof repair. That's americaroofingco.com
1: Our weekly visit with a Suns player and we're very happy to have on a player that we've had on in the past but his circumstances certainly have changed as the Suns last night beat the Brooklyn Nets by a score of 116-112 to 112. and with that they've won nine of their last 11 games joining us right now no longer on the 10-day contract train he instead signed to a two-way deal with the Phoenix Suns Saban Lee our guest here on the Burns and Gamble Show Saban welcome back and congratulations on that
3: uh, can you guys hear me yeah can you hear us okay Okay, yeah, I can hear you. Now, uh, great to
2: have you back on the show, Saban. Uh, tell me, did you kn- when that second ten-day contract yeah. e- ended for you? Were you aware at that time? Did you know that the- that the Suns were going to find a way to bring you back? <laughs>
3: Uh, no, not necessarily. I wasn't, um, too sure. I was just, you know, just trying to stay in the moment, uh, continue just, um, working and, and take it day by day.
2: You, you played so well and, and you earned this roster spot. You really did. And we're very, very happy to see it. When did you find out? Like when that second 10 day contract ended, were you thinking that you were going to still be in the NBA? Were you thinking you had to go somewhere else and play? What, what were you going to do?
3: Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I felt like I, I played well in the two 10 days, but then obviously when it expired, I thought I was going to have to um, go on somewhere elsewhere. But um, I, I mean, I just received a call that they was going to um, sign me to the two, two a 2 way, and I was, you know, uh, ecstatic when I got the call and just uh, was grateful for the for the opportunity.
1: Yeah, because i got to imagine for you there's a whole bunch of stuff swirling around your mind trying to figure out what am I going to do, where am I going to go. But were you inspired by how you played during those two 10-day contracts thinking that you had really sort of advanced your cause and sold yourself, if not to the Suns, but to somebody in the NBA with how you had played during those two 10-days?
3: Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I feel like I, I was able to display some of the things that I could do, um, especially at the NBA level. Uh, so I, I was just grateful that the Suns gave me the, those two 10 days. Um, and then obviously it obviously sign me to a two-way, but yeah, I, I felt pretty um, confident with the, the things I was able to display um, in, in those first 20 days.
2: Get the right attitude. There's a lot of people that come in and they, and they defer. You know, they got a 10-day contract and they don't want to. They don't want to be a ball hog. They don't want to be too much. And you didn't. You know, you did what you fit within the system. You took the shot when it was open. You passed it when you weren't. You took advantage of it. But I think for a lot of guys that, that, ten, that get 10-day contracts, they defer a lot more than they should because they, you know, they, they're new and they want to earn a spot, but they don't want to do too many things wrong. You weren't afraid to make mistakes. I think that's why you earned that spot.
3: For sure, I, I appreciate that a lot um, You know, I feel like I, I just kind of want to try and play the right way I feel like that's kind of something that um, I wanted to make sure I, I did coming into um, the Suns And just um, not trying to be too aggressive, not trying to be too passive But just play the right way and, and make the right reads
2: You guys uh, spoke with the new owner today, Matt or Matt Ishbier He spoke with you guys uh, When he addressed the team, what are some of the things that he told you guys?
3: Uh, Just how excited he was to be here, Um, just looking forward to the future and and what we're doing here. Uh, So, you know, it was was a great uh, conversation with him, Um, great dude, and just uh, excited for what's to come.
1: All right, so Sabin Lee, joining us here on the Burns and Gambo show. I, I I know it's just one play. Tell me about the two-handed flush against the Boston Celtics because that was that was really cool to watch, Saban. I, I don't know how it was how it was to do it in the moment, but I got to admit that was the highlight of that game and what was one of the biggest wins of the season. I thought. Tell me about that play, if you will, for a second.
3: Uh, yeah, it was definitely. Um, you know, it was, it was a great play. I was more. Um, I got kind of hyped up off the bench um just seeing the guy stand up um getting into it. Um uh, that was more um more of it for me, but um yeah, just happy to uh make plays and get get my team on um, going and and give them um, a push going into the uh late fourth and being able to win the game. So that that, that was that was a fun moment for sure.
2: Yeah, it was a tremendous win against the Celtics. It really was. And then, you know, for you, I imagine playing, playing significant fourth quarter minutes. I mean, going out there, you know, that fourth quarter last night, uh, you, Damian Lee, Jacques Landale, Cam Johnson, Torrey Craig. It's got to feel good to not just be on the team, but be playing significant minutes, important minutes in the fourth quarter.
3: For sure, yeah, definitely. You know, I'm grateful to the coach allowing me to be in there in those type of times um of the game. Um and yeah, our like the second unit are just trying to um, you know, do our job and maintain the lead and give the uh starters a good um some good uh comfort room going into the into the into the game. So that, that's kind of our mindset going into that.
2: What's the mindset of the players with the trade deadline tomorrow? Is there a nervous feeling right now? or any guys thinking that, oh, I could be traded, I'm going to be on a new team, it could be a big shakeup? What is the mindset of Phoenix Suns players at this point?
3: Uh, I'm, I'm not necessarily too sure. Um, you know, it's just everyone's just, I feel like just be where their feet at. You know, we're here uh, with the Suns, and, and that's not really something that players can control. Um, and just um, going on looking forward to um, Atlanta's ball.
1: What is the belief now internally in terms of the confidence that you've got now that Devin Booker is back, now that basically everybody for the most, well, not everybody, Landry's not back, Campaign's not back, I shouldn't say that, but now that you're starting to get most of your main guys back, what's the level of confidence right now in the room when it comes to the team and what they're capable of doing for the rest of the year?
3: Um, I think everyone um, in the room is very confident. Uh, you know, everyone, I feel like just has the mindset of just being us, um, playing the right way, playing the right, um, style of basketball and, and just being, being who we are. And I feel like that's kind of been the, um, um, main message and kind of mentality, um, uh, throughout the locker room, just being us, um, not really worrying about what, um, other people are doing outside noise, or just being, um, being us and doing what we do and what uh, coach uh, preaches to us each and every day. Yeah.
1: Well Saban congratulations not only on sticking with the Suns with the two-way contract but also congratulations on the fact that you're going to be in the G League next up game at All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake City. I'm sure that's a really cool honor for you as well and one that you're looking forward to Given everybody you get to be around and the fact that you get to prove yourself on that stage. Congratulations on that too.
3: Thank you. I appreciate that a lot.
1: Yeah. You got it, Saban. Congratulations, and best of luck the rest of the season. For sure. Sounds good. Appreciate you guys. Sounds good. Saban Lee joining us here on the Arizona sports line as the Suns next up there in Atlanta tomorrow and again. Tomorrow's the trade deadline, 1 o'clock. We'll see what changes for the Suns before they take on the Hawks. We know this. Devin Booker, injury management, will not play tomorrow night against Atlanta. You say good. I say good. Yeah, good. Ease them into this. Take your time. There's no rush. That game against Atlanta tomorrow is not important. It it doesn't it's not nearly as important as Devin Booker's health the rest of the season. Give him the day off. Yeah. No problem with and it. i just fascinated to see if there's any Suns players that may have played their last game with the Phoenix Suns yesterday. It's quite possible. It is quite possible. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, there was a weird rumor that surfaced last night about the new Suns owner, and he got shot down in a... Big hurry. We'll talk about that next. Burns and Gambo. Arizona
0: Sports, the local sports
1: leader. Burns and Gambo, live from the Phoenix Convention Center at Meteor Row. That's where we are right now. Let's send it back, though, to the auction community studios where Eric is standing by with an update on our Twitter poll question of the day here on Burns and Gambo
0: and Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, what you got for us today, Rubs? Now that is a poll question. <laughs> all right, that's all for me, guys. Have a great night. Hey, it was it was a good one. Gambo came up with. It sparked some uh, some good conversation, especially in the comments as well, bringing some uh, some good perspective. So let's just get it out there. With DeAndre's Aton's most recent performances, has he made himself untradeable? Yes. Or no? Goodness no 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 he 's he 's given something to think
2: about though because the, when you he, the way he 's been able to dominate basketball games
1: if he plays like that then the feeling that this team can win a championship goes through the roof look it 's I, I want nothing more than DeAndre Ayton to be able to do what he 's done these last two games consistently that 's the biggest problem with DeAndre is that he 's doing it now what 's he going to be doing a week from now what 's he going to be doing a month from now to uh, we 've done this how many times with DeAndre over the course of his career we're like there it is corner turned he's arrived he's here this is DeAndre only a week later to go hey what the hell happened to DeAndre where did he go and I don't want to take anything away from what he did last night gamble because he was great I don't want to demean it or diminish it but I do feel like we've seen this movie to a certain extent with DeAndre he did say after the game I don't know if we have the quote uh, the
2: comment but he did say after the game that he just got off to a really bad start this year and he feels like he's he's there now, but he said he got off to a bad start. Okay, it was a, that was a long bad start.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yes, but if he's ready to have a strong finish, that could be very exciting for the Suns. What's our audience say on this one, Rich? This one is a strong
0: result, pulling away quite
1: greatly at sixty-five
0: point three percent. They say no, he has not made himself untradable. In fact, they've gone to the comments and said he's made himself more valuable for a trade. But thirty-four point seven percent are saying yes. Don't trade the number one overall pick, big man gave the max money to.
1: I don't think they're going to trade him tomorrow. Gambo has said as much that, that it's very unlikely they're going to trade him tomorrow. But I don't think you ever stop listening, and I certainly don't think you stop listening because he's had two good games back-to-back. I, I don't think you keep that from listening if somebody wants to call and have a conversation about DeAndre Eden. Good poll question, Gambo. I like it. You can find it on the Bernstein Gambo Twitter page. Matt Ishbia earlier today on those pesky Isaiah Thomas rumors.
2: Isaiah Thomas is a great friend of mine. Isaiah Thomas is, a, is someone that knows basketball inside and out. He's not someone that I have in a role or have an established role. I think that was reported that there's some role. There's no, there's no role for Isaiah at this time.
1: The reports last night uh, came out during the game, and it was reported by Chris Haynes that New Suns owner Matt Ishbia intends to bring on Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas to have a in his words, prominent role in the front office, league sources tell, TNT. He broke into the game last night with that report. He tweeted that report. Gambo, it didn't surprise me because I had seen Isaiah Thomas's name linked with Ishbia in previous reports like yes. a week ago, so I had kind of wondered if that was going to get any traction, but holy crap, the reaction last night on social media to the idea that a team that had just cleared itself of Robert Sarver and all the allegations that came with that ownership... That the new owner was going to turn around and hire a guy who was part of a sexual harassment lawsuit when he was with the Knicks that cost that organization $12 million. That He was going to hire him on his first day. What's going to happen? It was met with resistance, to say the least. Yeah, it it wasn't going to happen. I don't know how that got out. I
2: mean, people, I don't know if that was speculated because it was two reports. I mean, was It was a Buker and then um,
1: Haynes. And, yes. So two people. reported reported like a week ago that Thomas might be coming in. There was no outrage there then, but when Haynes yeah. said it last night, God, there was tons of outrage. Yeah, well, you put two and two together, and you realize the reason that you're buying the team, and then you look at Isaiah's
2: past, you're like, you know what, maybe these two don't really mesh. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't do that. Listen, he's going to have people that he knows that are going to come into this organization, because that's just the way of the world. People you know, people you trust. He's got people that he trusts, and, and a lot of them going to have Michigan State ties, and he's going to bring them in. There's nothing wrong with that, because those are the people that he believes in.
1: But Isaiah Thomas is very very unlikely going to be one of those guys. It got quickly shut down last night. Um, Within, I would say, an hour of Chris Haynes' report, maybe even less than that, uh, our own Kellen Olson tweeted out, a spokesperson for Matt Ishbia uh, says Isaiah Thomas will not have a position in the Suns' front office. Dwayne Rankin of AZ Central did exactly the same thing. This was last night during the game. Basically, two good reporters reaching out to Matt Ishbia's spokesperson and Matt Ishbia it was very wise to kind of understand that now is not the time to go announcing Isaiah Thomas has joined the organization. Today during the press conference he was asked about it twice and both times he said I have no intention of Matt adding Isaiah Thomas to the staff right now. He Great. would not really rule it out long term. He just kept saying now. I'm not doing it now. There's nothing we're doing now. No role for him at this time. At this time. That was the phrase I was looking it, for. He's a, I,
2: he said Isaiah Thomas this is a great friend of mine. There is no, ro- no role for him at this time. But when no asked, changes today. He did mention the CEO leaving. He didn't mention him by name. Yeah. But he did say, you know, did, did bring up Jason Riley leaving, called him the CEO. But he said, no changes today. I'm going to come in. I'm going to listen. For the next 60, 90, 100 days, I'm going to listen, and I'm going to
1: learn. Yeah, That was his comments. So no changes today. He was then asked a follow-up question by Ken Summers from Center control, asking exactly what we just said. Hey, you say right now you're not adding Isaiah Thomas. Would you think about it in the future? and Matt Eshbia didn't really answer the question he kind of talked around it and he didn't say anything directly I wonder if he thinks there will be a better time down the road to add Isaiah Thomas where there's not going to be so much of an uproar like when things settle in, when his ownership settles in, when people realize the culture has changed over there because he's changed it will he see an avenue to bring in Isaiah Thomas or will he understand that the fan base and the media base is never gonna Really, let him get away with that? Can't bring him in. You can't. He could can be your friend. You could contact him and could use him as
2: a resource. But to bring him in with a prominent role in the organization, where he's around the team on a regular basis, I, I mean, I don't think so. He talked about culture, how important culture is, and you've got a lot of employees here. Okay, a lot of employees that you know felt that they were harmed, felt that they were damaged, felt that they weren't respected. And if you went and you hired Isaiah, I would have to wonder if some of those employees. We kind of feel like... What's changed? This guy doesn't care either. Right. To bring in a guy like this, you know... After, you know, what what the accusations against him and the, the way he departed his job with New York. Like, you know, that, I mean, you, you said all of these things about culture, and then you bring a guy like that in. Mm-hmm. I don't think Isaiah Thomas is ever a part of this organization.
1: Nope. My opinion. I, I tend to agree with you. A- and I think that he's punting on it now, maybe hoping that one day in the future he'll be able to do something with it. I just don't see that day happening, and I don't see that coming for the Phoenix Suns. I do wonder, though what and this is maybe a conversation for another day is there something that James Jones and this organization has to do this year in terms of advancing in the playoffs in order for Matt Ishbia not to bring in somebody to help James Jones in the front office wow. to assist James Jones like is there like if they get out that's in the first it's a good question i don't know i don't know the, i didn't I expect know. you to know the answer but i just thought i'd throw that out there like like what if they lose in the first round what if they what if they do this what if they do that we could play the hypothetical game all is there a threshold that Matt Ishbia is expecting James Jones to cross, and if he doesn 't, then James Jones can expect maybe unwanted assistance in the front office starting next year i don 't know the answer yeah. to that, but I think we have to throw that out there Look, I expect that i 'm going
2: to have a conversation with Matt Ishbia real soon and you know I, and, and you know part, I do want to talk to him about that. I do want to ask him about the future i mean. The combination of James Jones and Bonnie Williams has done a really good job. They've done a really good job. And I think you are gonna, he is going to support them and help them and aid them every every way he can right now. But there are people that he knows that are in. He's He was a basketball guy. There are people that he knows that he may feel that these guys may be better. I don't know. So I think as long as the Suns are playing well, there's no, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Suns really aren't broke right now. They're no. not broke. They've been a really – they have been a – a threat to win an NBA championship. This is the third year in
1: the last three years they've been a threat. Yep. Join us on Friday from 2 until 6. We kick off the Pepsi Fan Fest from the Arizona Center in downtown Phoenix. The Pepsi Fan Fest includes food and beverages and games and live performances by Tech Nine and others, plus an autograph signing by Ricky Waters. Again, that's this Friday at the Arizona Center in Phoenix. So he signed a 3-year contract last offseason. He's been a pivotal part of the Cardinals' offense upon his arrival. What is running back James Conner looking for in his new head coach? We'll ask the pro bowler. He's next live from Media Row on the Burns and Gambo show. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, live from the Phoenix Convention Center at Media Row. All right, we're scheduled to have James Conner on the show in couple of minutes we expect he's going to be walking up any moment uh, in the meantime one of the big stories from last night and today Matt Ishbia being introduced as the new Suns owner but of course last night also big Suns win their ninth and their last 11 games they beat the Brooklyn Nets a game that probably shouldn't have been as close as it was the Suns were plagued by a little bit of late game execution that was not the best to say the least another really good game for Mikkel Bridges another really good game for DeAndre Ayton last night and the Suns got a big win. Dominant game for DeAndre Aiden. I mean, he's absolutely fantastic. That's his. You know, we're seeing him play
2: some of the best basketball since he's been, you know, since the, the NBA year that they went to the finals and they lost to the Bucks. So we're seeing him play at a level. The offensive boards, the rebounding, everything we've seen out of DeAndre Aiden has been absolutely spectacular. So this is the best we've seen out of him
1: in a while. Yeah, absolutely. Next up for the Suns, they take on the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow night. No Devin Booker. He's already been ruled out. Uh, injury management, they just want to take care of him and protect him and all of that stuff. Joining us right now on Radio Row here, Media Row, as we're live from downtown Phoenix. Uh, coming up this weekend, Pepsi is going to host a big game bash, a locals-only Super Bowl party in downtown Phoenix, the brand's first ever locals-only party to celebrate everything about this big game and Phoenix's distinctive creative culture. And joining us right now to talk about that and talk a little Cardinals football running back James
4: Conner who joins us here on the Burns and Gamble Show. Good to yes. see you
1: again, James. How you doing?
4: Likewise. yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, recovered, healthy, feeling good. Good. Feeling give me, good.
2: Give me your initial thoughts when you found out that there were going to be massive changes. Cliff no longer the coach. Steve no longer the GM. You played for Cliff. Steve brought you in. Give me your thoughts when those two guys left the organization.
4: Oh, man, yeah. The thoughts it was kind of a little bit all over the place. You know, like I said, with the, like you said, with Steve, you know, Steve Lehman and that's be the one who brought me in and, and then developing a relationship with Cliff and then him being gone this- it's just kind of like I have no choice, kind of, but to just embrace the new challenges ahead and uh, just see what the future holds, and just try to be, bring my best self, you know, to the team this year.
1: Do you ever get used to something like that as an NFL player? Like, like, do you ever get to the point where you're just almost numb to coaching changes because it just it happens so often in this league, or, or do you start to lose your connection with humanity when something like that happens? <laughs> nah.
4: Right? Uh, yeah, it's just kind of it's a it's a different feel, you know, especially coming from Pittsburgh. You know, it's kind of so it, it's definitely different, um, but. I'm just ready to embrace whoever they have, you know, and, and just see see what it holds, see what the offense is going to look like. and and uh, But no, I don't. I, I just understand it's part of the game, it's part of the business, you know. Coaches come and go just like players come and go, so yeah, I man. just got to do my best to get myself mentally and physically ready for, for the year ahead. Yeah,
2: the Steelers have had three coaches for 100 years. Right, right, coaches. right. <laughs> Are you surprised at the way the search has gone? D'Amico Ryan's turning down an opportunity. Brian Flora is saying, I'd rather be a defensive coordinator in Minnesota than maybe interview a second time with the Arizona. Cardinals Dan Quinn. The way that worked out. Uh, are you surprised that there are coaches out there that would rather do something else than coach the Arizona Cardinals?
4: Uh, not too surprised. I, I, you know, everybody has their own reasons for for everything that they're doing. Um, you know, it's going to be. Uh, we have some. We have a lot of pieces and a lot of things to to get in place and to establish. You know, and um, but we want to find somebody who's uh, ready for the challenge to embrace that, just like all of us are the players. You know, and somebody who's going to rock with us and and uh, go to war with. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We, we
2: believe it's down to two we do yeah. we'll believe the Cardinals will make an announcement next week I'm expecting mm-hmm. next Tuesday they'll announce their head coach Lou Anarumo the defensive coordinator for Cincinnati and then Mike Kafka who is with the Ch- Kansas City but now he's with the Giants did a good job with Daniel Jones you have a preference either way you think an offensive guy would be a better fit for what
4: you do yeah you know substantially I want an offensive guy you know somebody who wants to run the ball and and do all that stuff but uh man I just want somebody to to, to embrace it and, and and come in here and um just you know represent represent the Cardinals and we just you know continue to build a standard over there and uh just try to do something do something new but also special at the same time
2: Mahomes said a lot of good things about Kafka so did Andy Reid have you asked around knowing that he is one of the finalists have you asked around pick some people's brains to see what uh, they think of him
4: man I don't you know I feel like once uh we get somebody in there then then you know I'll, I'll do do some some homework or whatever you call. Right, you know just figure right. out w- you know what we what we got um you know because I don't know what, you know? Which, which ones are rumors and what's not, so I'm just kind of, I know it's down to those two, that's what I've been hearing, so um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see, whoever gets hired with well, them, we'll do, we'll do some research. James Conner our guest here on the Burns and Gambo
1: Show, the Cardinals running back, joining us live from Media Row is there a specific trait that you're looking for in the new head coach, is there something that he needs to bring to that room that, that this organization needs, that that locker room needs, that you'll be looking for out of the new coach, without any, it's not not specific to Kafka or
4: Anarumo, just in general. Is there something you'd like to see the new the new coach have? Uh, man, just uh, just just discipline, accountability, all that type of stuff, and and then also you know just great football minds. And you know, at the end of the day, it is what we do. You know what I mean? So we just need uh, some more great football minds and uh, just uh, set a set a new standard. And I feel like a lot of that falls on falls on the players actually. You know, and um, a, a head coach can do a great job with you know implementing and whatnot, but. Uh, you know, I'm going to uh, bring my best and also just try to rally the troops, you know, being a captain last year. Sure. And just uh, try to do it like that.
2: This is a big investment in Kyler Murray. What type of coach do you think can get the most out of Kyler? Uh, Who do you need to hire? What type of guy that can that can hold him accountable and get more out of him? Because clearly there's another level of his game
4: that he can get to. I think uh, that's, the, that's the challenge that he's embracing himself. And um, I know his mindset and the type of player and the person he is. You know he is um he's he, he, he's self motivated. You know I feel like he's so great. You know and even everything he's already accomplished that sometimes people look for things. Um you know just to to, to point out and to to you know like uh associate him with. But uh man I know he's in attack mode right now coming off this knee. I know he's gonna he's mentally and physically getting ready to, to bring the Cardinals his best self. You know because we know the type of player he's gonna be and so uh you know he's he's the nothing but growth in, in his first. First time that I've been there so I can only imagine what next year is going to look like and him dealing with this he has no, no choice but to sit down and 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 just thinking, just rehab about uh, what his future holds. And I know that, you know, he's he's very in tune. He's very, you know, he's his mental is right. And so I'm excited. I'm excited for him to come out this year. Do
0: you think he gets
2: a bad rap? I mean, if we talk about he doesn't study film and the clause in the contract, then Terry Bradshaw coming out yesterday and saying, Sean Payton didn't want to coach that quarterback in Arizona. Do yeah. you think that he gets a bad rap? Or has yeah. he earned that?
4: No, it's uh, definitely just, just slap with that. Um, I'm in the locker room with him. I'm in the huddle with him, you know, in the building. I eat with him Everything uh, Incredible person man And so like I said When you've accomplished What he's accomplished And overcame What he's overcame And like he even said You know with his His height his, You know everything The odds Has been against him But he's done Nothing but prevail And uh, you know had, Obviously had some ups and downs Early in his career But man We, we gotta grow every day You know I feel like we, we, We're never too old To stop learning something And we never Never hit no destination And we just appreciate the journey So um, you know The first couple of years Been what they've been You know Even though he's accomplish great things but you know time will tell is there a worry about next year not knowing exactly when he's going to be available uh no no worries no worries uh at all we that's the last thing we can do is, is, you know start to worry start to panic uh just because you know he's out um my man colt came, came in did his thing you know so we'll see you know how, how, that, how that looks but I, I feel like k1 will be ready and if he's not you know we're gonna hold it down for him but uh no nah, no worries so let's talk about this big party you got coming up on.
1: So it's game day. It's mm-hmm. the locals-only Super Bowl party in
4: downtown Phoenix. It sounds yes. like you're
1: going to be down there. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Tell everybody Yeah, about it. Yeah,
4: I'll be at the party. I'll be down there. Um, it's the Pepsi Big Game Bash. We're going to watch the game you know, with the locals and just celebrate Arizona culture. you know. So it's a, it's a locals-only event. But there's still actually four tickets that we're going to do a giveaway that we're choosing tomorrow. And you can find and enter to win them at my, on my Instagram page, at James Corner. Find a Pepsi post. Um, and it's leave a comment, and we're choosing four winners to come watch the game. I want to, you know, Arizona has embraced me, so I want to come and just watch the game with the, with the guys and and, and the guys and girls, you know, and just watch a good football game together. So on your Instagram page, you're yeah. giving
2: away four tickets. If they I just go it. to add James Connor on Instagram. At
4: James connor My last post is the Pepsi, if with the hashtag Pepsi get Big Game Bash. Pepsi Big Game Bash, you're going to give away four tickets. Yeah, you have to leave a comment saying, a saying a the comment. Pepsi Big Game Bash, and then we're going to choose four Did winners. Did have to say anything, brothers. like, really nice about you? No. Like <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh, some, you know, somebody's gonna say really good
2: looking. Or, I mean, I've gotten no, that.
4: I've gotten that one. You've gotten that one. You got that one too. I've
1: gotten that one my too. Man. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh my god! You two are perfect yeah. for. I that. tried man, to tell. I tried it. to tell him I, yesterday. Yeah. He was
2: saying. I, he, say, he was talking about a like girls saying uh, no to you when you ask him on a date. I'm like, I don't know what that's like. I've never. I've never had a girl on relate, huh? say he, no.
1: He I he can't He claims to that. he's never had a girl say no to him. I've never had. Asked him out on a date before in his life. I never have. I'm like that his like. That I'm calling bull,
4: <laughs>
1: bull, like I'm sure that, you nobody
2: yeah. ever you probably had nobody said no, right? Nah, we don't do that. We don't There's do no, that. Exactly. We're, we're, you know we're
1: in the same boat right here. All right, all right, you too. Enjoy that boat. Let me, know how that, well, let me know how that goes for you, James. It's always a pleasure talking with you. Yes, Thanks sir. for coming by, Thank man. You guys we appreciate having me. it. Yep. Thank James you so Connor from the Arizona Cardinals, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo show. And again, go to his Instagram page at James Connor for more information on that. Now, when we come back on the Burns and Gambo show today. Today was a big day for Phoenix Suns fans. Matt Ishbia was introduced to the Valley today. What did Gambo and I think about what he had to say? We'll tell you next on the Burns and Gambo Show.